0: Good morning. Welcome to Adventure Before Dementia here with Neats and Mikey. We are your
1: four-wheel drive adventure and camping show. That's right. And we're here until nine o'clock this morning on 88.9 FM Hills Radio. And this or t- this morning's show, <laughs> we're going to talk about building a perfect campfire and then cooking on it.
0: And that's important because when you go camping, you need to eat like a king or queen.
1: Well, it always tastes better on the campfire,
0: doesn't it? Mm, lovely uh, smoky infused flavours. Yes,
1: so don't go anywhere. We're going to be talking about some great stuff and some great, great uh, implements to use on the campfire, but it's also not cooking on the campfire, but something that else is good to actually cook with out in the great outdoors is the dream pot. And we'll be talking to the... Manufacturer, Inventor, Ross, up in Queensland where it's probably really sunny but down here it's uh, quite quite bad.
0: <laughs> well, if you've woken to the pitter-patter sound this morning on your window, yes, it's that thing called rain. And, Again. Uh, <laughs> yes, and it, it, it is very relaxing on a Saturday morning provided, of course, you don't have to go to work <laughs> to hear that beautiful sound
1: and just to roll over and uh, try and... Get a few more Zs. So stay with us. A bit of a camp cooking on the campfire. Here's a bit of boy bear to start off with. And the Southern Sun. What was that? Do you remember what the Southern Sun was? Nope. Oh.
0: <laughs> anyway, m- maybe you've uh, got a favourite campfire feast that you cook. Um, if you'd like to give us a call on the Hills Radio hotline, 83913885. Let us know what you like to eat when you go camping. Whether you've got a favourite dish, I don't mind. Uh, um, some scones, actually. Scones in the camp oven works well for me. A uh, little splodge of jam, and of course fresh cream. If you can, if you can do it. If you can't, uh, you can get little containers of cream these days. UHF cream, which you can always uh, keep in your fridge, ready. Um, for a tasty bite to eat with a cup of tea. Other things that I like to eat when I go camping. I don't mind a, a steak. A steak on the barbie, on the grill, uh, with some beer and berg caramelised onion. Goes down
1: really well. There was a bit of boy bear and southern sun, which we're not really seeing up here down south today, but that doesn't matter. It's still lovely outside. You're listening to Adventure Before Dementia here on 88.9 FM, Hills Radio. That's right,
0: and we're talking campfire cooking, at least in this next segment this morning. And uh, an important element to cooking is, of course, creating that campfire.
1: Oh, yeah. How do you do? Mike is great at making campfires, so how do you make your best campfire?
0: Well... uh I think the foundation is good for anything, whether it be building your house, which you can find out on the Bricks and Mortar show after this, or a campfire, you need a good foundation. Essentially, you need good airflow that can get under there and really help build the fire. Now, there are two main methods for creating a fire. There is one. Chuck a whole lot of sticks on the ground and uh, throw in a match and hope for the best. (laughs) Actually, that's uh, option number three. Um, Option number one is a log cabin. So as you'd imagine, a log cabin be built. It's got uh, big bearers on the side, so uh, put down in a bit of a crisscross manner. So... It's a bit hard to describe, that isn't it? But like the sh- shape of a building, so square. Like so a log
1: cabin,
0: is it? Two logs on either side and yeah. then you build them up crisscross either side. Um, and of course you need you need some small pieces, some small kindling. Kindling. Kindling, kindling, whatever. Um, and yeah. something to start the fire apart from a match. Now you might use fire starters. You could use dry pine needles or maybe even doritos yes it's really <laughs> enough to put you off eating doritos isn't it but they have such high fat content that they make great little fire starters mm. and essentially the element the the key thing to remember is you don't want to overload the fire mm. uh, just when you're beginning you, d- you need to add small bits and then gradually bigger bits and bigger bits got
1: to get some air doesn't it yeah
0: but the foundation of the log cabin structure is such that the base of the fire will always have great structure, and when you crisscross the wood, that allows airflow to come through, and then you can progressively add the larger bits of fire. Wood. Yeah, fire. Wood. <laughs> <laughs> the other method, and I don't have a lot of success with this method, but is the teepee method. So you're sticking the little pieces and gradually the bigger pieces up in the shape of a teepee. I kind of find with this method that uh, the TP gets out of shape and falls over and then snuffs the fire. But uh, they are the two main methods. Um, obviously, dry hardwood works better than softwood. Softwood, like sort of pine, <coughs> tends to, although it has a high oil content, it does burn very quickly, so its heat value is limited. Things like uh, red gum and box work well. Mm. Um, although when you're in the middle of the middle of the scrub, you sort of use what you can get.
1: That's right, if you're allowed to pick it up and use it there. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And Michael also has another trick that when the fire's starting to die down, he gets the lid of one of our boxes and starts flapping it around to create some air and get some air in the fire because that normally is what starts to get the coals hot ready for cooking or Mm. heat, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's all good and well unless you're, you're sitting downstream of the smoke <laughs> funnel. But It's uh,
1: always the way. You're sitting around a campfire and the smoke comes to you, doesn't it? Yep. That's just how it is. Fact of life. <laughs> so with some of the uh, cooking implements that you can get on the campfire, a lot of people make their own or have had things that they've had in their kit for years and years and years. Uh, but there's a couple of really good manufacturers out there. One's called Hillbilly. that's a local brand Um, and their catchphrase is from the backyard to the bush because you can use it in your backyard or in the bush
0: when you say local you mean local in Australia? australian
1: yeah yeah. all australian made and they actually have this which is one of our things that we've got in our kit is the a hillbilly cook stand bush kitchen so it, it comes in a pack it's cook stand um, that you can use. Uh, that so it's yeah. actually a, a pole in the ground that smack you smack that
0: into the ground next to the fire. Yep,
1: as long as you got ground to smack it into. Yep. And then you, it comes with like a um, a frying pan, a grill plate that you can actually put on the hook and adjust the height depending on your heat and the flames. You yep. can swing it around when you finish cooking. You've got one half that's a grill plate, one half that's flat plate, and then you can also. Has a couple of hooks as well that like you can hang your billy on yep. or, or whatever.
0: Comes in a hard and, wearing canvas bag. It all
1: comes in a ca- canvas bag. But they have heaps of things that you can purchase from there. They've also got like camp ovens, fry pans, and woks, cook stands, barbecue, grill plates, and accessories, tripods, which a lot of people use to put their billy on and jaffa lions which yes they're still big in all the range and some people might be going what the hell is a jaffa lion we'll tell you about that a bit later and also water heating implements like bellies and kettles but Oz pig is something different altogether that's actually a portable fire that you can use anywhere and everywhere because it doesn't drop ash the,
0: onto the ground
1: that's right and it's a, a, a neat little pack and again you can use it at home or in the bush and what it is is uh, the base pack you get—the uh, actual, Oz, the piggy body they call legs, uh, grill plates and bags places. and everything you want to start off your pack with the Oz pig, and then you can build it up with all these other things like rotisseries and vented doors and and oh, things like that. There's huge amounts there, and we'll put all that on on our Facebook page, of course. Adventure before dementia, eighty-eight point nine.
0: We're going to uh, move to some messages now, but we'll be back to talk about choosing your camp oven Ooh, in yeah. just a moment. Yes.
1: ah, oh, stress, mate. That's an impressive camper trailer. Where'd you get that, mate? I bought it from the Dirt Off-Road Campers in Mount Barker. They specialise in Australian-made premium off-road campers designed to get you there and back in comfort and they're great to deal with too. Who are they, mate? The Dirt Off-Road Campers, the 26 bike Crescent, Mount Barker. Now that I've given you the dirt, I suggest, to get to The Dirt yourself. The Dirt off-road campers. Check out The Dirt for WD.com.au. Build radio spot. And you're with Adventure Before Dementia with Anita and Mike until 9 o'clock this morning and we're talking about campfires and campfire cooking. That we are. Or bush cooking or just cooking while you're camping.
0: <laughs> now, there are a number of different camp ovens available. Oh, there's so many. There is, and the most common one is the cast iron Uh, Camp oven. Yep, you
1: can pick them up anywhere, can't
0: you? Yep, they're very heavy. Uh, The interesting thing about these ones is that they are quite fragile, so if you drop them, despite the fact that they're really heavy, they will break, they will crack, so Mm -hmm. you can't leave them sort of rolling around in the back of your ute or anything.
1: No. There is uh, the spun steel camp oven. It's slightly lighter, there's different grades, but it also um, might cook your food a bit quicker too, so you've got to be careful with that. And then there's also a Baduri camp oven, which mm-hmm. is similar, but you can turn the lid over and use it as a frying pan as well. It's, it's funny about the Baduri because it's very similar. It's just got a weird-looking lid and it's a bit weird-looking. But with the cast-iron ones, you can actually, um, and some of the spun steel ones, you can put the um, coals on top of the cast-iron pot. Mm-hmm. So how do you season a camp oven? Season. What does that mean? Salt and pepper? No, it means getting it ready, a bit like a wok when you season a wok. You've got to... um, It normally comes with a coating when you buy it brand new. You need to remove this, and the best way is with a bit of hot water, hot soapy water and a a stiff brush and give it a good scrub. And then after you've cleaned it thoroughly, you've got to wipe it out inside and then uh, put in a a bit of good vegetable oil. Now, the thing is, is you've got to heat this, uh, the whole pot up to 260 Celsius for about an hour, so it gets really hot. Nothing in it, just heat the pot.
0: So in the oven? In the oven
1: or on a campfire, yeah, either which way. So
0: you've really got to stick it to it.
1: Yes, whatever you can use. Then you've got to switch off the heat, let it cool, and then when it's cool again, you've got to wipe the camp oven with oil and reheat it again for another hour. Now that's seasoning a cast iron camp oven. And when it's seasoned, the camp oven will have a nice glossy look and that means food won't stick. Yay! See? How interesting, isn't it? Oh, stimulating. So spun steel or a baduri oven, that's quite different now because it's steel. So you've got to give that a first, a good scrub with hot soapy water, let it dry and put in about a tablespoon of oil in the camp oven. You've got to heat that until it's really hot again. Uh, it doesn't really say how long for, but you then wipe out the oil of the he- of the oven inside of the camp oven, which I just said, as well as the lid. You mustn't forget to season the lid as well, the bottom pot and the lid.
0: So that's the same process as before though?
1: The paper towel will then uh, come away with all the black soot on the uh, spun steel one, whereas it doesn't on the cast iron one. Okay. Then you have to allow the oven, camp oven to cool and repeat the process. And then you've got to keep doing this until there's no black residue on the paper towel. So you've got to keep heating it, let it cool, wipe it. Heat it, wipe it, cool it. Oh, sounds a little bit of a...
0: That's it. To me. Much easier to stay at home. But of course, when, you,
1: when you've got a well-seasoned camp oven, food won't stick. And if it does, you can't use anything too harsh to scratch it off, you've simply got to place water inside and put it back on the heat and let it come away. Yep,
0: naturally.
1: That way. So, of course, when you're using a your camp oven, there's different woods you can use, which you, which we just touched on before, which give off different heat. Like pine is a very hot heat, but it's very quick. Uh, then you have something like red gum. That's a hot heat, but that lasts for ages and ages and is a good even temperature. And then, um, so some say that you should uh, put the pot on first and heat the pot up, but I never do that. I just put the food in and then bung it on the heat. I mean, it's cast iron. It's gonna. It's how it is. If it breaks, it breaks. Then you lose your meal. Then you got to take a shovel of coals right out of the fire, spread them over the ground, put the camp oven on top of the coals, and then once don't but don't use too many because you don't want it to get too hot or cook too quick or burn then you want to put some on top of the camp oven, uh, where the lid is, of course. And then, of course, when you've got to check your food, you've got to be careful with that too, because you the coals has got food full in. You don't want to dip <coughs> it into your food. No, you don't want you know, black, crusty bits in your food. No. goodness gracious. So if it's windy, of course, you dig a hole and put the fire or the coals in the fire. It's all a bit of common sense, bit of trial and error, isn't it? Yeah. But it's all about simple cooking and that it tastes fantastic.
0: It does taste very good. But uh, there's no point talking about
1: it. You should get out there and try it. So um, do that. That's right. And we might just uh, have a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about a few recipes. And then we've got the pot. Welcome back to Adventure Before Dementia. We'll uh, get Mikey up and running soon. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even at the pony last night either, so that's no excuse. You just heard a bit of Cat Empire and Bulls which is one of our favourite groups. We're back here on Adventure Before Dementia on Hills Radio, 88.9 FM until 9 o'clock this morning with Anita and Mike. And on the line now we have the oh, manufacturer, inventor, m- extraordinaire, Ross from Dreampot. G'day, Ross. How's it going?
2: <laughs> G'day, Anita. How are you going?
1: All right. We've got to get the... Um, that fire under Mike to give him that spark. He's not quite with it this morning, but that's okay. All good. How is it up in sunny Queensland?
2: Anita, it is unbelievable. We're (sighs) actually here at a caravan camping show on the banks of the Fitzroy River that was actually flooded only three weeks ago. Wow.
1: Wow. That is amazing. Is it a good show today? it is it is it's
2: just about to actually open here it opens Mm. up at nine o'clock so all the keen campers and caravaners and anybody that just wants to enjoy the great outdoors is actually coming out so it will be a great day
1: terrific so tell us what is the dream pot ross
2: well anita it all actually started here in Rockhampton uh 21 years ago Uh, my mum and dad actually created a, a product that everyone can enjoy on the outdoors so it's like combining uh, an electric slow cooker, rice cooker, bread maker, yogurt maker—it's actually an insulated oh. oven that will actually do all your cooking for you while you're outdoors. But it doesn't run on any power. Oh, that
1: is just amazing. I still can't get
2: my head around that—that you <laughs> it's can insulation. It's unbelievable. Oh, it is
1: amazing.
2: It's truly, like you know, if you were, if you were to cook say a lovely big piece of silverside, uh, yep. you know, the traditional way of cooking corn meat is that you simmer it on a stove for two to three hours. Well, the Dream Pot allows you to start that cooking process on the stove with the saucepans that you get with the Dream Pot. But it's only a 20-minute boil because the rest of the time it needs to cook is actually going to be trapped inside the Dream Pot, which is so well insulated. So it's actually going to trap the heat and actually do the cooking for you in the same time but without the cost of actually running your gas stove or putting it into a slow cooker for the whole day. Oh,
1: that's good. And that's also good for people out touring around that... They can start cooking it in the morning, and when they get to their next destination, dinner's ready.
2: Well, Anita, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. You know, that's you can put it on, put it in the back of your four drive, go go anywhere around Australia, uh, put it in the car, travel all day, and then you're turning up to your campsite, taking out your lovely meal that you actually put on eight hours earlier. That is incredible.
1: Well, so how long does it last? In how long can you have it in the pot for?
2: Okay, so if you've got a two-course meal going, so you actually got two saucepans in the drink, put in the five and six litres, uh, you can actually put it on in the morning. If it's 80% full, your heat retention is 12 to 15 hours. Oh, wow. Where that stays above that lovely 60-degree mark for food safety. Food safety,
1: yeah, all about food safety,
2: isn't it? Oh, it is, absolutely. You don't want to get crook when you're out outdoors. That's the last thing you want.
0: So what's some of your favourite dishes that you've cooked uh, Ross,
2: well, Mike, I must say, mate, my favourite meal I like to do is a half leg of lamb oh. with my potatoes, carrots, uh, any sort of veggies you want to go with it. But yeah, definitely my half leg of lambs are the way to go. Is That's that what I like to do.
1: All in the one pot, or do you use the
2: big pot for I, the lamb? I use the I use the big pot, so yep. it's actually very similar to sous vide cooking. If anybody out there knows what sous vide cooking is. Uh, it's a water bath, so oh, you actually yes. get a piece of meat and you brown and seal it off first, so it gives it nice colour. And then you actually place it into an oven bag and you put some seasoned flour in around the meat and you cut your veggies up, put it into an oven bag, and you to tie it up really closely to the meat. And then you put it into your big saucepan and then all you got to do is boil your jar, cover it with hot water, and put your saucepan on the stove top and just give it a gentle twenty minute boil.
1: Oh, amazing.
2: And now that will take three hours cook inside your dream pot because it's going to trap that heat, Right. but it's like slow cooking. The longer you leave your meat dishes yeah. in there, the more tender it will become.
1: The better it is. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. And you know, that's the other side. Like when you're doing your roast even at home, it's a home product, it's a camping product. The cost of electricity in South Australia and Queensland, mm-hmm. New South Wales, everywhere, Everybody is paying a fortune in power. Yep. Your dream pot is only using initial heating first to get it started. So you can, you'll can you save a fortune in the long run.
1: Oh, yes, that's amazing. All right, we might go to a quick song break and then we'll come back with some more with Ross from Dream Pot. And you're listening to Mike and Anita on Adventure Before Dementia. Here's a bit of cold chisel and cheap wine, which is also good to put into your dream pot to start cooking something on Adventure Before Dementia here with Anita and Mike. Until nine o'clock this morning, and we're talking about campfire cooking or cooking while travelling in uh, your your caravan, camper trailer, or camper,
0: and eating well. And and we've got Ross on the line from Dreampot. He's been telling us about this fantastic uh, thermal properties of this device and. Ross, I would like to know whether the, whether you can cook scones in this device.
2: Well, Mike, absolutely. Because you know, <laughs> I love scones. You know, this is, this is the funny thing about it. Like, who would have ever thought that you can cook scones over boiling water? <laughs> if you can, and that's the incredible thing. I said to my mum about 15 years ago when she first attempted to do it, I said, there's no way you're going to be able to cook scones over oh. boiling water. But you're trapping at 100 degrees. So what you do, you actually get two litres of hot water, put it in your big saucepan, and then your top two-litre saucepan, you're actually going to do up your scondo, spray that one out with some cooking spray, mm-hmm. and you put your scondos into that and you double boil it as a double saucepan. Oh. Now, that's going to actually heat up the oil that you've sprayed. That's going to start crisping crisp them off and then you place it into your dream pot that will actually cook in its own retained heat Ooh. in 15 minutes like your oven would have done it.
1: Well, oh, wow. Okay. And
2: does it, but you may not want to have those going for another three hours because it's <laughs> not morning tea time yet.
1: <laughs> that's right. But does it make them brown? Yes,
2: it does. Oh, it, okay. Yes. Oh. The, longer you, the longer you leave them in there, the more browner they will actually get, but without oh, overcooking
1: it. Okay. Oh, well, that's interesting. I've actually made your corn silver side, and that was very good very
2: ah, good build yeah like, on, i would never cook it any other way yep 20 minutes on the stove everybody else as simmers it on the stove is doing it for three hours that is such a Ugh. waste of gas oh isn't it india dream pot let it slow cook it'll take three hours to cook like a normal time you would have done it on a stove but if you want to treat it like your slow cooker yep. leave it in there all day it actually tenderizes the meat even further so you can come back home Serve up your silver side, your veggies, your yeah, your carrots, your potatoes, your cabbage. You've got to have
1: cabbage with silver side, I reckon. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's a very English style, is oh. <laughs> it? Cabbage and corn meat. Oh, uh, more mm, uh, sauerkraut, I suppose. <laughs> sauerkraut. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, Ross, how does this uh, how does this work in terms of uh, let's say that you're you've done your overnight camp, you've whisk something together in your dream pot and then you're, you're off during the day, um, you know, which might encounter some bumpy terrain. I mean, is there any sort of concern whether that, that you're going to have leaky
1: lamb juice? Are you going to have corn silverside all over the no, back no. of the car? Well, <laughs> look, that's the big thing. When we're doing a show
2: now, we've been coming to Adelaide for 21 years now, so huh. it's been a long wow. time that we've actually been travelling around Australia. Wow. The thing is, we're always improving our products like we are always aware that how can we improve it so what we've actually done now we've actually put an o-ring into the top part of it so that's actually actually creating a vacuum inside and a suction that's holding your saucepans in place so if you're going over rough terrain, there is no spillage whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's actually locking there. We call it a leopard lock. Oh, okay. So it's locking it down, sucking all that, no air can get in, no heat can get out. So, so it's creating a nice suction in there, so there's no problems putting it in your caravan. If you're in a full drive, I highly recommend you put it into a milk crate, because everyone carries a milk crate oh, when you yep. go camping. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that just secures it so it doesn't move around. And happy days, you can pull up eight, nine, ten hours late you're serving. Rices, curries, casserole stews, stews. The weather that should change, you know, at the moment, especially probably up in the mm. Adelaide Hills where yep. you nice big soups and stews. Uh, this is the time of the year for them and this is where you can use your dream pot for it. Mm. Absolutely.
0: Good idea.
1: But the good thing about the dream pot is it's not only for cooking,
2: is it? No. Well that's the other side, but don't let it your viewers know that you can actually put seven pans of cold
1: drinks <laughs> 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 When you go off to happy hour, you've got to have a little chilli bucket. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You
2: can just put some ice and cold drinks into there because the properties of thermal is that it's retaining heat or cold. So whatever you put into it is actually going to keep those those cans cold or if you're putting your meal in, that's keeping the heat in and that's what those are cooking. So, yeah, Duh. you can use it one day as a cooler, the next day as you cook it.
1: Amazing. And you can. All, I also read that you can cook ice cream in it.
2: Yeah, now this is an old girl guy's trick, actually. So, <laughs> my, my lovely auntie, a few years ago, she, um, they, they get a little Ziploc bag, and you actually put all your vanilla essence, all your ice cream mixture into one Ziploc bag, and then you get a bigger Ziploc bag, and you actually get some rock salt and put it into that bag. So you put them mm-hmm. in together, and you squeeze them together, and it's actually a reaction, and that will make your vanilla essence or your ice cream mixture actually freeze
1: wow
2: yeah it's unbelievable everyone should try it at oh. home
1: mm. because
2: it's a sort of little thing you don't need the dream pot to do it but we use the dream pot then to put in and actually keep it frozen oh, okay
1: so yep wow
2: it is a lovely little camping trick
1: to oh try. that is and the good thing about the dream pot is you don't need to use it while you're camping you yeah, can nah. use it at home we can practice at uh, home anyway
2: i can't stress enough to all the lovely viewers in south australia your, your dream pot is going to save you a fortune. It, it is only using retained heat that you're actually getting from a stovetop, so use it on a daily basis because we all have to eat every day, but don't use slow cookers or your electrical appliances oh, that cost you money.
1: Yes. Your
2: dream pot will save you minimum 80% mm. of your electricity cost.
1: Oh, amazing. And there's different sizes you can get as well, different accessories. And we'll actually put all of that on our Adventure Before Dementia Facebook page. So you can Excellent. check check all that out. And also I was gonna say, what's cooking there today? Alright,
2: so we've got scones on this morning for oh. morning tea. We've got a roast lamb. You've got to have roast lamb yeah. when you go camping. Absolutely. Yeah. Because see fire bands is the other side of it. Yep. Like you can't always have a fire. Especially yes. in the summer months, especially the southern states as well. Now, we're doing scones, we're doing the roast, we've got a piece of pickled pork on, we've got a rice and a curry, and oh. we've got a lovely big Irish stew cooking. As oh,
1: well. yum. Oh, I'm there.
2: And if, you, <laughs> if everyone's lucky, they might get a little dessert this afternoon. Oh, oh, wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other good thing, you're eating well while you're on the road, which that's is great. It is. It's
2: oh. very
1: healthy cooking. you not
2: cooking in fats.
1: No, that's right. Excellent. Thanks very much for... Uh,
0: Dialing in this morning, Ross.
1: Yeah, great no, to no, talk to you. Absolutely, we'll talk to you later on. Thank you yeah, very much. no worries, and have a good show. And Will do. Cool, all right, we're off now to another wine song, Matt Corby with Smooth Lady.
0: You're back with Mike and Anita on Adventure Before Dementia on
1: The Hills Radio, 88.9 FM. That's right, we just spoke to Ross from Dreampot. Awesome little piece of kit, that is. If you want to know about anything that we've spoken about on the show today with pictures, especially camp cooking, yum, 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 It's all on our Facebook page, Adventure Before Dementia 88.9. So we'll just uh, finish off things now where we'll talk about a few recipes. Yep. On the campfire cooking, especially in your cast iron pot. One of my favourites, of course, and everyone's favourite because you can make it in so many ways and have so many different things with it. It's damper.
0: Damper? What is this stuff
1: called damper? Damper is like bread, but better.
0: (laughs) With lashings of butter?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you can have it anyway. One of my quick ways of making one is eight cups self-raising flour, 80 grams of butter Butter, and 400 grams of the uh, fruit salad you get in a plastic container. If you pop all of that in, mix it up, chuck it in your camp oven.
0: You get a bundle of sploshy gloop.
1: <laughs> oh, well, that's how it is when you first start it, but you uh, cook it for a while. You got to knead it for a bit, Anita, and then put it Anita. into some, f- if you want, a bit of foil, or just pop it on a trivet so the bottom doesn't burn. And then twenty to twenty-five minutes later, you've got cooked damper
0: and lots of friends.
1: It will sound like a ho- it will sound hollow too when you tap it, so you can then break it up, put butter, golden syrup, or Jam or whatever Mm. you like, with a bit of Billy tea, of course. Billy tea. Another good thing we used to make was the um, garlic-roasted leg of lamb with anchovies and rosemary.
0: Could you just make that a little more complicated, please?
1: Well, no, because if you add more, it tastes better, betterer. That's a recipe by Andrew Dwyer, who's a, a famous camp oven cook, and the idea there is to get your leg of lamb, cut little slits across the top, place an anchovy, slice of garlic and a rosemary twig. And then you put that all over the lamb, then in your camp oven or your uh, cast iron pot or spun steel pot, whatever one you've got, you then put in a bed of half onions and fill it with a cup of port. Mm. Because the port actually, when it's bubbling, keeps the lamb moist and flavours it.
0: fuses it.
1: And then by the end of it, you've got a good gravy too down the bottom, which you can thicken up a bit later on with lots of onions and... Mm. Actually, I've got here half a bottle of port. Okay, well, you could go that way too. (laughs) You can leave the other half of the bottle for later. Yeah, for after the meal. But that's really good because we actually put around our vegetables in there too and that cooked up the potatoes, potatoes, carrots and whatnot. And that's all on our Facebook page too. Another newbie that we found, which is really easy, is called an apple dump cake.
0: Mm, That doesn't sound very pleasant.
1: No, but it's actually an apple cobbler. That's the old-fashioned name for it. And that's just, dump cake means to put all the ingredients in one pot and that's it. You don't need to do much else with it. So it's all about flour, cinnamon, nutmeg, baking soda, sugar, butter, again, a mm-hmm. copious amount of butter, 220 grams of butter, Oof. and a couple of cans of pie apples. So not using fresh apples, it's got to be the pie apples. And then, of course, you put it all together, put it in the on the fire 20, 30 minutes later, you've got a delicious apple cobbler, cobbler, and you have that with ice cream, and it's it's like a giant donut. It's mm. unbelievable. Yeah, now I'm really hungry. Another thing we touched on was jaffles. Now jaffles is a bit like a toasted sandwich, mm-hmm. but it's in a jaffle iron, which is uh, two sort of.
0: It's an implement you put on the fire with a sandwich-like shape.
1: Yeah square.
0: Cast iron of course.
1: Yep. So you put one bit of bread in one end or whatever you want to use. Whatever ingredients you want to use which is all endless. It's just up to what you've got left. Banana. Baked beans. Chocolate. (laughs) And then you put the other bit of bread on, jam it together and shove it in the fire. Mm -hmm. And then a bit later on you've got A yummy snack.
0: In fact, if you put it over (coughs) on the coals, it will save you having a a carcinogenic sandwich. (laughs) No one really likes black. No. Black sandwiches. No.
1: No. Yeah.
0: Ooh, Ooh, yuck. No. So is that all of your camp cooking Oh, pretty much. I was just going to have a quick look at the Outback Roads. Now, you can check this out yourself on the (laughs) Department of Planning, Transport and Infrastructure website, which is dpti.sa.gov.au forward slash Outback Roads. Now, we are looking clear this morning. Everything is open, apart from the Birdsville Back Road. Oh, really? Um, A few open with warnings and um, open to four-wheel drive. There's only one, so it's looking very clear. So if you're planning to get out there this weekend or this next week, it looks pretty good, um, save for whatever weather is coming. And
1: anything else from you? Not really. Next week we'll think of something else up. But, of course, if you want us to talk about anything camping, full driving or the great outdoors of Australia, of course, drop us a line on our Facebook page. Leave us a message or a comment and say, I want to know about... Such and such. Adventure Before Dementia 88.9 is our Facebook page. Isn't that right?
0: That is correct. <laughs> There's a, there is a wealth of information on there. And in fact, there was a good story in the Weekender Herald this week. Do you remember what that was about? N- no. <laughs> okay, now this re- requires me to be thinking as well. Um, <laughs> um, it was on about page, I don't know, page 9 or 10? Yes, and uh, that is your challenge, listeners. <laughs> I am throwing it out to you. Have a look in the Weekender Herald this, this week gone. So you can get that in either a paper edition from the uh, fuel depot or the supermarket, or you can actually search for it online. Now, I subscribe to the Weekender Herald. I get an email every Thursday. It tells me that there's the newspaper in my inbox and uh, and yeah, some good reading uh, every fortnight. Well, good re- reading every week. But there's a outback four wheel drive segment on every fortnight, oh, including is this week. Written by us, of course. Yes, got to put that in. Anyway, thank you for listening this morning. Look forward to catching up with you again next week for adventure before dementia. Eight until nine. Stay tuned for the boys from bricks and mortar.